Hi besties, welcome to another Heartfelt Pop episode. I'm very excited to record this one, mostly because it's been a hot second. I have such struggles with starting podcast episodes, maybe because I always think I should have like an intro or say something funny at the beginning. But a lot of people who make podcasts, who I listen to, they just straight dive into the topic without any further introductions. It does feel kind of rushed if I do that. That's why I like to do my update section at the beginning. It is a beautiful day in, drumrolls please, Warsaw, not Brussels, not this time besties, I am back. Um, uh, my internship hasn't ended yet, I have one final week to go, um, but it's I'm gonna do it remotely, basically from home. So let's just say my Brussels, Belgium adventure, if you want to say so, has come to its end, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna bullshit you, I was very excited to leave, I was just happy, there was almost no inkling of like oh I'm gonna miss this or like oh this is my last time I don't know riding the bike or doing this like the only thing that I maybe perhaps will miss a little bit is like the office and the people in the office but I'm also so ready to be done with the internship not because I didn't like it I really enjoyed it but it's just like I want to finish working I want to have my last month of summer um without a nine to five schedule that's not how I run usually oh a fun update I have is that um last Sunday I went to Lille France um with my friend Ming who came to visit me in Brussels and it was so fun I mean her visit in general not just Lille like Lille is a nice city I guess but it's so close to the border with Belgium it's literally a 40 minute train from Brussels it doesn't really feel like a different country but still it was fun just to be able to like do a day trip to another country and just go back but you know the language is the same pretty much a lot of things are very similar and yeah I'm overall in quite a good mood as you can probably tell just because I yeah came back feeling like I'm home and just knowing that the internship is finally ending and that like things are looking up I guess and I'm also really excited to come to London but I am getting ahead of myself right now Today's podcast discussion is going to be a very broad one. It was kind of hard for me to come up with the title um, that will kind of convey the message on the contents of this episode. All of the things that I'm going to be talking about are going to be under the umbrella of just existing in a society and people having an opinion on you um, and just being perceived, I guess, and my self-perception of how others see me those sorts of themes I guess they're all kind of similar but I don't know one word that would describe them all well you're gonna get a gist of it that's why I titled it I don't want to be perceived because I think from all the possible options this one just says it all so for some reason recently I've been thinking a lot about what opinion people have on me and you know how I'm coming across to others what vibe do I give off do I seem likable to people etc etc and you know, this is kind of like a weird thing for me because like on one hand, I would say I'm quite individualistic and outspoken and I do tend to do things just because I feel like it or just do whatever I like basically or I try to do that and like be unapologetic about it um, or about parts of me that I know people can find like reasons to comment on. For example, I don't know, let's say the fact that I have a YouTube channel, like some people... Some people would maybe want to start one, but they're scared of what people are going to think of them. I know people are going to have their opinions, but I don't give a shit just because it brings me joy. So I'm going to carry on with doing it, right? 
or the fact that I do pole dancing. Some people, again, society will find a way to call on it, to stigmatize it, to sexualize it. I don't know, but I still freaking love pole dancing and I'm going to preach it all the way. And, you know, that's not going to stop me from doing it. Other example, being very emotional. I'm quite open about the fact that I am quite a sensitive and emotional person. And again, like our society is not really designed for soft people, I would say. And it can be, they're quite scrutinized. And it's just like, you know, it's something that I know people probably may say behind my back. But again, I'm not going to be apologetic about it just because it's a part of me. And so with things like that, I know that I usually, as I said, like do as I please, basically. And as long as something brings me joy, I tend to not mind what people think of it. But on another hand, there's definitely, definitely a part of me that's very, very concerned with how people's opinions of me are. What are they? And I have this like strong urge in me to please everyone with my being, to be accepted by everyone, even if that would sometimes mean compromising bits of myself. Not saying like changing myself completely and being a whole different person just to come across as likable, but just, you know, doing those like little alterations and twitches in your character and the way you hold yourself, the way you present yourself that, you know, will come across as more likable, as like people will accept them more. A good one would be me pretending that I'm a very, very chill, cool, laid down person, laid back, not laid down, laid back person about many things when I actually... I do care about a lot about a lot of things and even if those things can be dumb and even if it is sometimes annoying for others maybe because I I don't know I can be like over focused on the details or I want to plan everything in advance or I think across so many scenarios and people just don't give a shit that much or I stress about minor things and I think that's quite like people usually I think in general like our society has this like you know, being cool culture where like being cool is actually not caring. That's like one equates the other suddenly, which I personally don't agree with. But because I know that's how things are perceived and how this is how things run. Um, and that obsessive people are usually not the best, most well liked in the society. I do tend to kind of silence that version of me, that part of me, maybe not that version, that part of me and kind of come across, try to come across as more chill. I know I may be failing sometimes and I know that people who truly know me probably do know that I'm not a very, very chill person. But if I'm meeting a new person, I think at this point I would be able to come across as quite like a relaxed, laid back person, if you know what I mean. And OK, I think it's quite normal to a certain extent to care about social opinions, to care about what society thinks of you, what other people thinks, think of you. You know, we're humans, we're social creatures, blah, blah, blah. We're designed to be like that, to kind of try to fit into the society that's why we all fall victim to that that's why it's so hard to be yourself when we have so many portrayals of how we should be or what's the cool thing to do what's the cool thing to wear what's the cool thing to say watch listen to etc etc and at the same time we have ourselves who we hopefully know well and we sometimes know that these two things don't written exactly match like what society expects of us what society wants of us what's popular, what's in trend versus who we truly are. And that disparity is often a cause of a lot of trouble, a lot of suffering or stress or just anxiety to people just because we would ideally, as I said, like want to be ourselves, but we also have this yearning to just be accepted, even if that would mean compromising ourselves, like a part of ourselves, let's say, not fully, fully, because let's not jump to conclusions, but yeah. 
I think you know what I'm saying, trying to say. But the point which I'm trying to make uh, is that like when you're starting to become more concerned with who people think you are versus who you genuinely are as a person, then it can become unhealthy, for sure. And it's this kind of like absurd thing, which on one hand feels like, you know, conformity and people pleasing and just trying to be accepted, like desperately accepted. But at the same time, it does stem from a very self-concerned, self-concerned place, not to say self-centered, but mostly. And I believe that people, other people around you spend a lot of time thinking about you when, you know, in reality, they don't. But actually, do they? I feel like sometimes we tend to say like, oh, people don't really care about you. People don't think about you. I would say they do because I talk about other people. I talk to other people with other people. And I'm sure people talk a lot about me. But I think it's the, like, the extent and the time spent on that thinking and talking that I think people overestimate. Like, okay, say you wear a weird outfit to that. Like, you know, you wear very bold colors or you wear something that you never wear out and you go to work, or you go to school, to uni, whatever, some people will tell you, like, don't care what others think, like, no one, I'm sure no one will notice, no one will care, like, no one gives a fuck, basically, you know, you do you, which is true to the extent that, like, you should do you, (laughs) you know, but I do think people, you know, people will notice, obviously, if you are something out of the blue that you never wore before, or you are something that's quite, you know, stands out, they will have a thought about it, maybe they will judge it in their head, probably they will, because we are humans again, we do judge, everything and everyone surrounding us that's quite like a natural thing to do but like they will think oh I don't know that those pants are weird or this is a bold color or oh I've never seen her wear that before and they'll move on with the day I don't that's the thing like they won't obsess about it as much as you do and you may spend the whole day thinking like oh my god what do you think about this like I'm sure they like they think I'm so weird blah 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 no they don't like they probably as I said they have a thought about it but it's not to the extent that you think And that's quite like a big difference that I think a lot of people miss. And I think for me, thinking about how I am perceived by others and how I come across is quite like a big theme because I do ponder a lot about my future and what kind of person I will be. And I don't know, like what kind of energy I want to bring into the room when I enter it. And what kind of, you know, person will people have in mind when they hear my name these are types of, the types of things that I do think about a lot. I don't know if it's common or not. Maybe that is quite self-centered of me. And whilst I think, like, again, it can be quite healthy to evaluate, like, the direction you're headed in and check in with yourself, whether you're staying on track, whether you are exuding those character traits that you feel like you have and maybe that don't come to the surface because you don't let them shine. That's quite important, I think, to check in whether you're authentic and whether you're coming across as such but it's quite different from kind of making up a persona someone you wish to be but like this like ideal fan- fantasy almost like version of yourself that like you'll know you'll never actually reach it will just always remain that like fantasy and obsessing over that and overthinking whether you're close to that already enough or whether you're not that version of yourself yet you know that's when it becomes kind of toxic i would say I know, ew, toxic, like, it's probably the most overused word of the 21st century. But stick with me, please. Okay, so this was quite general, but let's now actually get into what has triggered this train of thought and this whole brainstorm that I've been having, let's just say. So about two weeks ago, I went on a holiday with my family and we went to the north of Poland. It's like the seaside. And it's the same exact camping place 
that we go to every single year for the past, I don't know, since I was six, so quick maths, like 15 years, let's say, more or less. And it's not only the same place, but it's also with the same people, the same groups of people. It's kind of like my family's friends, like adults, and their children, who, you know, when I was six, they were also young, they were my age, some were, some were younger, some were older, and we've kind of like, I don't want to say grown up together, because these are often people that I knew since I was a baby, and they knew me since I was a baby, like, literally some of the parents probably knew my parents before I came into this world, so, you know, you can have a picture of that. We didn't grow up together, per se, like, we didn't see each other that often, it would be maybe, like, I don't know, a couple times a year, like, at parties that our parents would host or on skiing trips that we would always go together it's kind of like the same group that I we always used to go like skiing in winter and like to the sea in the summer basically now that I live abroad I see them pretty much once a year like the that that group of people um that when I go on holiday because I haven't been skiing in a while so I do see them but it's just literally once a year for like a week or two and this kind of circumstance generates a lot of ground for a year-by-year comparison. You know, it's perfect. Like, they see me when I'm 19, then they see me when I'm 20, then they see me when I'm 21. Like, they have a very clear view of me year-by-year. And they don't see get to see what's in between that, usually. So whenever we do meet, like, you know, I say hello to them, everyone, like, go around the camping, blah, blah, blah. I would assume that in their head they have a picture of me from a year ago, right? So when I come up to them the year older version of me they have that clear comparison in their head I would say like it's a thing that appears in their head versus I don't know like to you know to make it clearer like if you meet someone every single day for a year you're gonna observe them change but it's gonna be so slow you probably won't even notice and then you will only observe that when you I don't know look at pictures look at pictures from a year back right at them but you won't say like oh my god you've changed so much over this year like you usually just don't notice that but when people see you once a year it's much clearer and obviously when I meet them and we make small talk like you know polite small talk the thing I talk with them is usually not that deep it's usually like about basic life stuff like university London my life situation do I have a boyfriend blah 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 all of these things that you expect you know the same same type of same type of conversation you would have at like I don't know a Christmas dinner with your extended family right like you just talk about your lives but very general big life components I would say like like a job where you live blah 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 and outside of that you know list of questions that I do basically get every single year I also feel very noticed physically I'm like in my early early beginning of my 20s basically I do change a lot still from year to year maybe less now than I have I don't know say from 15 to 16 16 to 17 blah 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 but I don't know I change my appearance I change my hair color I gain weight I lose weight you know, these are things that people can help I notice if they see me once every year. And because I'm so, so aware of this particular circumstance, how I come across to other people there, I'm just hyper aware of that, I guess, like being perceived by them. And I guess this year it has been been bothering me in particular. I don't know, like when I went on this holiday two weeks ago, I really enjoyed my time as in like swimming, blah, 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 you know, time off work, spending time with my family. It was all nice, but I was just really... I really wanted to just avoid everyone. I really didn't want to say hello to everyone. I didn't have, I didn't want to have these conversations and see their looks on me. I just didn't really want to be in the presence of those people. And I felt, felt like watched, even though this is not to say at all that I don't like these people or that I don't like their presence 
in the sense like I don't like their company no 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 it's not about that it's a very again it's a very self I guess it stems from a self insecure self-conscious place maybe that's a better word that like I just didn't want to have that act of being observed by them and noticed and compared from me from a year before and me now and no one even ever makes comments it's not like people hate on me it's not like it's not even that I changed for worse this year it's not like I don't know last year I was thriving beautiful life job money glowy skin you know snatched hair and now I've gained weight and lost all that it's not like something tragic has happened and I don't want to be pitied against I just don't want to be noticed I just don't want to didn't want to be perceived and observed as you can tell I was quite passionate about that I don't know it's just hard to explain but it's just kind of like the sheer awareness of being perceived and talked about in like casual gossip and I say casual gossip because again it's not like mean backstabbing type it's just you know talking about other people as we all do just the fact that me and my family were talking about other people from that group made me realize that other families are probably talking about my family and other families like we just exchange opinions about other people's other people's about other people i don't know i just felt extremely uncomfortable and upset about the sheer idea of being compared to me from a year before and the year before that and the year before that for some reason i just wanted to be invisible and i can't really explain it and it was very weird and I know it may sound very dramatic but I don't know have you have you ever experienced something like that I don't know I don't I try to explain it to some people and I think people get it but I am definitely being much more specific and explicit now and going on a full on run about this so I want to know if this is the extent that people feel it to or am I just being paranoid I know there was a bunch of memes about not being perceived this is why like where the, the title of this episode even came from in the first place like I don't want to be perceived blah 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 but I hate being perceived, but literally, that is exactly the feeling that I was having when I was there. And it is not usually something that I have, you know, because I usually surround myself with people that see me quite frequently. And I just don't, you know, I don't change that much from a week to week, right? But that kind of year by year comparison made me really anxious in that regard. Okay, moving on to the next um, section of this episode. I want to talk about Enneagram. And not to be that bitch, but (laughs) I can see that for me, this like minor... (laughs) or major obsession with how I'm perceived and how I'm being perceived by others manifests itself in my Enneagram type. And I don't know if like, you know, but Enneagram is basically like another very popular personality type test. It's some people would say it's like better than the 16 personalities Myers-Briggs thing that you probably maybe heard of. I think that one is a bit more popular, but yeah, Enneagram is still quite common. I think I don't care about it as much as 16 personalities, Side note, but um, I still obviously have done the test. Like, I am the queen of personality tests. Give me one and I'll do it in a second. So I've done the test a while ago, but I remember I got um, the type 2, which is called the helper. Because basically every type has its, like, name. It's not like I made this up, trust me. And I'm just going to read you off the page, um, like, what the description of the type says. Because I think it do- does, like, kind of suit this conversation well and kind of ex- can explain to a certain extent why am I particularly so concerned with others' perception of me? Again, this is just off of the page. I'm not making up flattery. It's just what it says. Um, Twos, so like the type, are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically, they typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. At their best, unselfish and altruistic, they have unconditional love for others. 
And the basic fear for type 2 is of being unwanted, unworthy of being loved. And basic desire is to feel loved. Lastly, key motivations are want to be loved, to express their feelings to for others, to be needed and appreciated, to get others to respond to them, to vindicate their claims about themselves. Literally, I would summarize it with ouch. <laughs> it resonates with me so much because it made me realize, like getting that result, is that like a lot of the things I do are with the purpose of building like a deeper connection with others, with people in my life. Okay, so it's gonna sound a bit odd, <laughs> the way I put it maybe. Like, I genuinely do think that like inside, by myself, I am quite like a cool, interesting person. Ew, I know. And I have like quite a lot to offer to people. And at the same time, I'm worried that maybe because of the way that I carry myself and the way I express myself, dress myself, blah, 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 people won't get to see those exciting parts of me that I do like about myself. And that's one of the reasons for which I'm so concerned with the way that I carry myself and I'm so precise about it or want to be so precise about it. Now, there is no way on earth of having this type of discussion about perception and how people view you and people's opinions of you without mentioning the queen of being perceived herself, which is Instagram and just social media in general. But Instagram for me is like the biggest thing just because I don't have TikTok, but I think TikTok would also play into that a little bit. But Instagram, because it's just pictures, it's so, you can edit it so easily. I think it's the most surface level appearance oriented social media out there. I'm just saying. Like you really don't have to have much merit to yourself as a person. You can just have a nice aesthetic taste and be pretty and that's got to be enough to attract a lot of followers, I would say. I used to, <laughs> it's funny because I used to think that I have like a love-hate relationship with Instagram, but like much more I find myself being on the hate-hate end <laughs> side of the spectrum. Um, I just, I hate so many things about it and I always have had a lot of problems as I'm sure most of us do. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that I know who are just like, yeah, social media all the way. I love Instagram. I'm, it's such a positive place. It just makes my life better. No one really says that, right? But we still are on it because we're just addicted because it's designed to be that way. But coming back, the list of things I don't like about Instagram is endless. But some of my main points would be that first, you're, the fact that like you take pictures and like instantly think what people are going to think because, you know, a lot of pictures that we take maybe even if we don't end up posting them, we kind of already have that kind of filter of, is it Instagrammable? Like, what will people think if I post it? How will will people think I'm cool on the picture? Am I dressed well? Blah, blah, blah. Having Instagram just kind of skews your view on just taking photographs, like photography with your phone, for example. It is the th first thing that comes to my mind when I take a pretty picture of myself, like, ooh, will I be able to post it? Number two, it's so, so number oriented. And even if People don't care about likes and I do think people don't, like, I don't really as well, like, if I post, I'm not like, oh my god, I'm so, ho I'm hoping it's gonna get a thousand this time. But also, if you post, I don't know, three pictures of yourself and one you get a hundred likes on, the second one you get 300 and the third one you get 10 likes, you kind of cannot help but think, but associate the most liked picture with, like, the part of yourself that people like the most or, like, what feature of yourself people like the most or what's the most interesting bit about you to people just because you know you can so easily compare it across different pictures photos videos whatever number three instagram feeds literally feeds on your insecurities and your lacks in life it is literally the fuel and the engine for feelings of insufficiency and inferiority to others like literally even if 
you have the most picture-perfect life. I know no one has it truly, but even if you have a lot of those things, I'm sure your Instagram algorithm will find a way, will find this one minor thing that you don't have, and it will just keep pushing it your way, and you're going to click on it because you are insecure about something or you miss something in your life, and you're just going to get served that on a silver platter by Instagram. And it's just so easy, so easy to feel inferior to other people on that app even if you know it's quite surface level and it's rarely the reality like we're all aware of it but yet we all end up comparing ourselves to those images right and by the way i'm not talking just like body wise i'm talking clothes money status boyfriends friends living situation next thing it's very very filtered and fake and will always remain so even if you're trying to make a point by saying, even if some people try to make the point by saying that Instagram has become more casual, quote unquote, with people posting photo dumps, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I guess it's not as posed, like we're not just sticking our ass out on the beach in Bali and saying, put, putting like a cringe quote in the caption, but I think the photo dumps, I think they're the equivalent of that, just like the cool Gen Z version of that. Like, you still think about the things that you put on your dump, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not the most random selection. Like, I am sure you put some thought to it. You, Everyone filters something. We all filter things that we put online. And it's quite natural to do so. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it is a thing. And that's why I get annoyed when people say, like, oh, but photo dumps, like, exist. They're so casual. Like, no, shut up. <laughs> They're not. They're, it's still curated. My fifth point is that reasons, people's reasons for posting are usually that like to get validation or to signal that you're cool enough skinny enough pretty interesting enough to your friends and strangers online that follow you the next thing is that i am inherently bound to judge people based on their profiles as well like even me as a consumer of other people's contents it's also i just don't like the fact that i will be judging others through their instagrams and don't tell me you don't do that because we all do again we're humans we judge and that is not the problem the problem is that it's much different to judge someone when you meet them in a real life and have a conversation with them because you have some grounds for that versus social media. It's, again, so curated, filtered, even fake at times that it doesn't really convey the correct image, I think. And it's not. it can be so distorted and so far from the what truly like that person is like that that judgment will be usually skewed and usually not on point. <laughs> and... My last, or probably not my last, but the last one that I came up for this list, even though this podcast episode is not about hating Instagram. My my last point is that like using Instagram a lot always makes me feel like I never will be and I never am cool enough. And it's just such a dumb fucking thing to say. But it, the, being cool enough concerns me more than it should. And I don't know, again, like if, if I spend more than the average time on it, or to be fair, I think I have quite low tolerance for Instagram. So for me, if I were to use Instagram every day for, I don't know, just let's say 15, 20 minutes daily, which to some people may seem like not that much, I think it will still pretty much heavily affect me. It, it usually does. And I if I do that, I find myself obsessing over having that like certain image. Like makes me think of what, again, like what vibes do I give off? Like what profile, like what will people say about me if they just have a look at my profile, like a skim through my pictures? Is it giving the right impression that I want to, would I want to be friends with myself if I just knew myself through social media? Like, literally, absurd thoughts like that if you think about it more deeply and give it more thought. Why are thoughts like that polluting my silly little brain? <laughs> I just think there's simply so many other interesting things to be doing with your life 
than obsessing over a set of squares on your screen. I'm just gonna say it. I don't know, this whole thing just makes me want to delete the app and not even so I don't use it, so I don't waste my time on it. Just like almost delete all of my pictures and profile and never post again. I I just don't want to be received and I don't want to allow people to make up their mind about me based on my profile. Just like erase my existence from the internet or just Instagram mostly. Sometimes as you have this very strong urge, I know I'm probably not going to do it, but you know, never say never as they say, right? Another social media that I want to mention is YouTube. And I know, I guess, like, this is more specific to me. Me, me, me. What's new? (laughs) Most of you probably don't have a YouTube channel. Unless maybe some of you do. But I presume the majority would not have one. But if you do, actually, let me know. That would be so cool. I want to watch your videos. I want to see what you're up to, guys. I think YouTube is inherently quite different. um, Because I think I actually do get to show my personality a bit more there. And I definitely filter myself out less than on other social media again like for me the other social media being inherently instagram but maybe again tiktok or something else for other people i guess it's still like unavoidable right because i do at the end of the day edit my videos in a way that make you seem but that makes me seem a certain way and not the other like i do have a vision when i'm making a vlog of what i want to portray there and I'm not exactly performing, I'm not making up things, I'm not doing things that I'm not usually doing in my daily day-to-day basis, or like saying th- things that I don't believe in, just to come across as more likable, like, don't worry, that would be quite pushing it a bit too far, in my humble opinion, but I still, at the end of the day, as I said, like, it's never, nothing that you see online is ever going to be truly, fully, 100% authentic, because it's not real life, and therefore, it is a again, like a dangerous tool, maybe less than Instagram, but social media in general, and the way that it allows you to just manipulate your online image to the point where you can portray yourself as someone totally different than you are in real life. Because, you know, it's not real life. You can get all the time you want to think about it, to think through your content, to take a thousand pictures before posting that one in which you actually do get to look as you wish you would in real life, on a day-to-day basis, I don't know. I think because of that, because I essentially do curate my content to some extent, even if it's minor, I do feel that internalized pressure on myself to put myself in some like niche or category, like my content, and stick a label on it, whether that's like a given aesthetic or, I don't know, study tube, which is dumb because in real life, we're just complex people, every one of us, and we can like different things that seemingly contradict but like who said you cannot you know read classical novels and at the same time enjoy watching sex in the city it's not like one excludes the other life comprises of dualities essentially i think what speaks about this whole topic like being perceived blah 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 in length is like our generation's obsession with aesthetics i mean people including me eat that shit up like aesthetics i'm saying Well, I think sometimes it can be a tool of expression. You can, I guess, find people with similar interests, like, to you, people who like to do the same things and explore what you don't like, what you like. It's often so performative at this point in our lives, again, because of social media. It's often not even about, like, whether you actually read the classics that you have and the donut tarts that are laying on your bookshelf. But if you have enough books on your shelf and the right wardrobe, the right dark academia thing. I don't know why dark academia is always the first aesthetic that I think of. Coming back is just very, very performative. And the focus of the whole like aesthetics stops being life itself 
and then building an aesthetic around it about what you around what you actually like but kind of the other way around so finding an aesthetics that you find cool enough and then switching yourself switching twitching i think that's not a word actually and then like kind of adjusting yourself molding yourself into that kind of person who will suit that very very narrow category niche aesthetic however you want to call it to be wrapping up this discussion i think in general that more more we focus on how we're being perceived and people's opinions of us the less we do things for ourselves and just because we enjoy them but we do them instead to just to appear a certain way which is essentially sad because it doesn't bring actual joy like that approval from others that you maybe eventually be able to get because you know maybe you mold yourself enough into that kind of person that will be likable whatever maybe you're a good actor a good actress like Ekinsu from Love Island sorry if none of you watched Love Island that was a very specific joke but <laughs> essentially makes you lose touch with the present moment and it gets you wrapped up and caught up in your own head it's literally quite the opposite of mindfulness speaking for myself I could definitely use much more living itself and less thinking about how I'm living and how it looks to others like I'm living which unfortunately still takes up a rather, a rather large part of my brain that was everything that I wanted to touch upon um, in today's episode let me know your thoughts and also if you're listening to this on Spotify I would very very much appreciate if you left a five-star review you can see it at the top of my podcast page on Spotify I'm pretty sure you can give one on Apple Podcasts as well but I personally never use it so do not take my word for it um, thank you very much for listening to me ramble again it was very lovely catching up with you guys as usually, you can find me on at Heartfelt Podcast on Instagram. And yes, have a glorious, glorious, nice, cute day, <laughs> rest of your day. And I'll talk to you later. Kisses.